Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Like the podcast, subscribe, make sure you leave a five-star review. So continuing the discussion from the last show, and, and this is one of my biggest problems with this kind of format, I don't have enough time to get to everything. I have so much on my plate that I'm that I want to get to. I leave tabs open in my iPad just hoping I get to them and I get to them and I'm and I never and and eventually they just become outdated news and I have to I have to get rid of them. But this is one I wanted to continue on. This was uh, of course the discussion about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her tweet regarding uh, let's say I'm going to so where is it at? Uh, remember, remember, and is anyone archiving these Trump sycophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, photos in the future. Her tweet even uh, prompted or the creation of a group called the Trump Accountability Project. Now, the, the Trump Account Accountability Project TrumpAccountability.net statement from them said the Trump Accountability Project was started because we believe restoring democratic norms are vital to protecting America's future. A critical part of making sure the nation never finds itself in this position again is to make sure those members of the Trump administration responsible for loosening the guardrails of our democracy are not rewarded with book deals, TV contracts, or six-figure salaries in the private sector based on that experience. Okay, we'll go for seven-figure salaries. Ultimately, however, the goal of the project was to play a part in restoring the soul of the nation and will follow President Biden's elect, or President-elect Biden's lead to get us there. And now the Trump Accountability Project does follow that with, accordingly, in the spirit of the president-elect's call to build a more united country, this project will no longer be active. So they popped up and 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 ended almost immediately. Well, that's just, that's just great. And so what makes you think that they're going to stop at the at, at the at the officials? Hmm. And. You know, I mean, it's just it's just a further uh, further continuation of cancel culture. You know, I mean, cancel. It's ridiculous because okay, because I say something that you don't agree with. I do something that you don't agree with. I live my life in a way with which you do not agree. I deserve to be canceled. I deserve to be silenced. I deserve to not be able to feed my family. That is a cancer, and. The only way to fight cancel culture is to just say no. I've said this several times. I will continue to say this. The only way to fight cancel culture is to say no. No, I don't abide by that. If all these businesses, if Nike, if the NBA, if, if um, the New York Times, if, oh, name another one. If they just sit up and said, no, we're not doing that. We're not playing along with your idiotic idea ideology. Cancel culture would go away. You know, cancel culture is what led to Never Trump or Peter, uh, Peter Vroom trying to dox nuns that attended a, a, a Trump rally in Ohio. Yeah, dead serious. Uh, like, for uh, he, he tweeted, the three nuns attending Trump's rally in Ohio today are from the Order of the Children of Mary in Cincinnati, Ohio, 
Here's a comparison of their picture from the rally today without face mask and a picture from the website. I'm not using their names. You know, so he won't name them, but he'll post their parish and show everyone where to find them. What a, you know, freaking oxygen thief. You know, I think House said it best. Gregory House, you know, MD. Somewhere out there, there is a tree tirelessly producing oxygen so you can breathe. I think you owe it an apology. I owe it an apology. There's a lot of people that owe these trees apologies. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez being one of them and not the only one. You know, I mean, the, you, do you remember the town hall from a couple months ago? I, I think it was in August. August, maybe September. Either way. Uh, yeah, do you remember the woman uh, that was nodding behind him? She got doxxed. Doxing, they actually, just because she, she was nodding in agreement with something President Trump said. She was identified. She was named publicly. She was publicly harassed. What are we doing, people? I, I can't live in the world these people want to create. I can't do it. I won't do it. And if you're listening to me, I have to believe that you won't do it either. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. And the answer to this week's trivia question. The trivia question was, which common font is, a, is based on a DC comic book series and graphic novel by the same name? The answer is Comic Sans. The series, The Watchmen. Comic Sans was created by Watchmen writer Dave Gibbons and designed by Vincent Conner, C-O-N-N-A-R-E, for use in a number of Microsoft apps back in 1994. When, when Gibbons was asked about his opinion on the font created by Conner, I think the Comic Sans font is dreadful. The guy that did it has said that he knocked it off in an afternoon and he can't design a decent font, even a kind of informal handwritten one, in an afternoon. I certainly perfected my font over many years by looking at other letters. And <laughs> that's the guy that, you know, inspired the creation of it. So, new trivia question will be coming Monday. And I'm going to try to stay consistent on that one. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. The grand jury has come back on the Drejan Reed. Uh, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police shooting. Now, uh, if you recall, at the end of the previous episode or near the end, I said that Indy was boarding up and preparing for riots. Those might still happen. But the weather was kind of crappy that night, so, you know, rioters are fair-weather friends. Anyway, um, recap real fast. So in May, it was like May 6th or May 7th, something like that, Drayshon Reed was... The, uh, was uh, flagged by the actually the Indianapolis uh, IMPD police chief and I think the deputy chief. They were they happened to see him on the interstate. They were both just driving, and I'm not really sure what, but he was doing something that caught their attention. So they kind of followed him. They didn't initiate the traffic stop. They um, they notified other local units in the area, and 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 those units picked up the picked up uh, Mr. Reed as he was driving and they're the ones that attempted to initiate the traffic stop. Now the grand jury's come back. Absolutely. No charges will be filed against, or, or excuse me, uh, he will not be indicted. Or the officer Mercer will not be indicted. Rightfully so. Indianapolis state police, excuse me, Indianapolis state police 
Oh, my God. Indiana State Police was the outside law enforcement agency that was conducting this investigation. And a couple days ago, they held a 38-minute-long press conference. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, go to YouTube and type in the search bar, Presentation of Evidence in Drejan, that's D-R-E-A-S-J-O-N, Reed, R-E-E-D, Grand Jury Case. And be prepared for a point-by-point bulletin breakdown of that entire incident. They had security cameras from a library. They had security cameras from a local business. And they did uh, audio analysis of it. And it's, there's never been, I've never once have I seen, and I've followed a lot of police action shootings. I've never once seen a more clear and clean cut police shooting. Okay, I mean, audio analysis captured two shots that occurred at the exact same time, which is only possible if two people are shooting. That is 100% clear and concrete evidence that Dre Jean Reed also shot. That pistol that was recovered uh, looked exactly like the one that he prominently displayed all over his Facebook page, which I've already said. That was in their... They, they, they did that. They, they, they Use your words, Jeff. Sorry, I get I get a little stuttery when I get excited. They announced that they recovered that very, very distinct pistol. Remember I talked about it? It was a Glock with a, I thought it was an orange slide. It looked kind of orange in his pictures on Facebook. They described it as yellow. I guess it depends on the light. There were pictures that you could see of that Glock. Um, if you look if you freeze frame his live video that he remember he live videoed that he Facebook lived this. So which was excellent because it provided a lot of evidence. They were able to sync the the security camera videos with his Facebook live so you could see them both at the same time in real time. And they were able to even slow it down uh, at great uh, you know like 15%, 20% just so you could see things in slow-mo. And if you pause his Facebook Live video at just the right time, you can see that pistol tucked into his waistband of his underwear. Yes, you can see his kind of underwear, but neither here nor there. But you can see the pistol. I mean, come on. It's it's absolutely ridiculous that people are still protesting this guy. Um, Remember, there's a selfie video of him. Now... It's his Facebook account has been since been taken down. I hope I I screen recorded this because I saw it myself back in February or March. There was a selfie video of him shooting that same pistol in a drive by shooting in downtown Indianapolis somewhere, just driving through neighborhoods shooting at random houses. Um, come to find out, there's a little bit more information that I didn't know. The serial number was filed off the pistol. Uh, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department was able to restore the serial number and trace it back to a theft at a pawn shop in Texas. Uh, now, keep in mind, Mr. Reed was a Air Force veteran, uh, technically, I think, for lack, I, I can't prove he's not. Uh, and he was stationed at Lachlan Air Force Base in Texas. Now, Mr. Reed was identified as the one who stole it. Now, at the time, now this was kind of like a just a quick uh, dash. He walked into this pawn shop apparently, asked to see this pistol, and then when the clerk was kind of distracted for a moment, he dashed out the door with it. 
They fought. They, I mean, he was never identified, never caught at the time, apparently. But mystery solved now. Near the end of the press conference, the question was asked, has that gun, excuse me, has that stolen gun been linked to any other crimes? The analysis of Mr. Reed's phone indicated he was involved in two drive-by shootings. So he did more than just the one that he Facebook lived. He did another one. They were able to kind of get a, a date and a time, and then they were uh, uh, they looked up uh, Indianapolis Metropolitan Police reports for those dates and times, and there were shell casings from each of those incidences. I mean, it was unsolved up until Drejan Reed decided he wanted to run from police and shoot at him. It was unsolved until then. They're like, oh, well, this is our guy. He was a dangerous guy. He he needed to be off the streets. Now, anyway, people are still protesting him, though. You know, and, and in a way, I'm like, who can blame him? The original story was he was painted as a black Air Force veteran being hunted and murdered by police, which was a lie. The day after the shooting, the Indianapolis, the Indy Star which is a garbage news organization, had a headline that's still up that said he didn't deserve to die like that. Drejan Reed's dad speaks after Facebook live shooting. On the 13th of May, a full week later, the Indy Star headline called Mr. Reed a promising young man. Now, that headline has since been changed. The article's still there, but the headline was changed. And it was changed to something a little less, you know, praiseworthy. Um, now, like I said, I checked out his Facebook timeline after the shooting. And in addition to the drive-by that he actually posted on there, his entire timeline was filled with evidence that he was anything but a promising young man. Most of his posts, uh, I can't even remember off the top of my head. But even if I could or I could access it right now, Guess what? It's uh, I can't read them. Not here. Not and keep this show kind of PG thirteen ish. The Military Times reported that his dates of service went from February to November of twenty seventeen. Now, as I've as I've said a few times, I spent over twelve years in the United States Army. Okay, I have quite a bit of experience in this regard. Now, I was on active duty. I wasn't National Guard. I wasn't a reservist. I was on active duty. My extensive experience with regards to military service and specifically to people getting chaptered out tells me that he was chaptered. Well, obviously, he had to have been chaptered out because there's no way nine months is the term of service. Two, two and a half years is the absolute minimum, and that's pretty rare. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, when I say chaptered out, that means his service ended sooner than his contract said it was supposed to. That's all that means. Now, chapter out, that can be uh, that can end with a um, a general discharge. Rarely does it ever end with an honorable discharge, unless it's like a medical chapter. But uh, general or dishonorable is <clears throat> damn. I'm sorry. Is generally what that means. Uh, so this is only done when the miller when the military decides after a long process. Meaning, it like his chapter probably began four or five months before November, 
Now, if you walk that back, you're looking June, July. Well, he joined in February. Uh, Air Force basic training, I think, is, what, six weeks long or eight weeks long, something like that. He was in security forces, which is basically the Air Force versions of MPs, military police. Uh, so he had to go through that specialized training. That uh, He essentially had no service whatsoever is really what it boils down to. And apparently the Air Force decided that it was in everyone's best interest to just go their separate ways. Now, I don't know for a fact, but my extensive experience in these matters tells me, well, in addition to the character that Mr. Reed displayed to the entire world, both on social media and during his death, tells me he was likely discharged early for disciplinary reasons. In other words... I believe this dude was a turd of the highest magnitude. And I know this might sound bad. I'm not going to lose an ounce of sleep over him being removed from society. Now, would I rather that be done through the courts and incarceration? Sure. That's not, that's for sure not anything you can count on here in Indianapolis with the revolving door in the criminal justice system. You know, he would have. Yeah. It's very likely that even, even with the demonstrable, uh, uh, even, even being able to prove what a danger to society he was, he would have been out of jail within 48 hours, out on bond, and, oh my lord, well now we've just lost track of him. Wouldn't, do you think he would have shown up to court? Highly unlikely. Okay. I want to make something very clear. The choice to die was his. He decided the outcome. Choices have consequences. And I'm saying the exact same thing if Mr. Reed was a honky like me. The people that are protesting him, they they fall into either one of two categories. Either A, they just don't know who he was. So they're completely ignorant. And if you're protesting from a place of ignorance, then you shouldn't be protesting. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm saying that you shouldn't. If you're protesting about something, you should know what you're protesting about. You should know why. You should know all the facts. You should know all the details. And if you don't, you you shouldn't be doing it. You can. doesn't make you right. Or B, they do know. And they don't care. All they see is a black dude being murdered by police. Well, sorry. Like, how many times are those police supposed to take shots before they're allowed to defend themselves? Okay, these people have no, no, no grounds to argue any sort of morality or goodness or decency to any of us ever again. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website, www.nerdymerc.com. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and thank you for listening.